Alright everybody, welcome to a, um, well, kind of a weird edition of the podcast. I'm Matt, obviously, and Justin is not with me because I'm on my way back from seeing Star Wars Rogue One, or Rogue One, a Star Wars story, whichever one you want to call it. Man, I really miss Justin. I need somebody to talk to this movie about. But I have a lot of thoughts about it, and I wanted to share them with the two broke geek listeners. Uh, Maybe... Pardon my fucking cough. Uh, Maybe Justin can do the same once he sees it. I don't know. Uh, We'll see what he does. I'll talk to him about it later. But I have to talk about this movie. Because it is astounding. This movie's so fucking good. I can't even tell you. Uh, If you're listening to this uh, right now, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give some spoiler-free thoughts. Uh, initially, uh, just so you can, if you haven't seen this movie, hear what I think about it, turn it off, go see the movie and come back and hear me talk about specifics. So uh, my spoiler free thoughts are this movie is amazing. It is amazing. If you've heard any hype saying that it is the best Star Wars movie since The Empire Strikes Back, that's 100% true. It absolutely is. Um, <clears throat> this is better even, I think, than Return of the Jedi, um, which uh, is saying a lot, because I like Return of the Jedi, but this movie's just that damn good. Just that, everything about it, all the actors in this movie are on point. All of the visuals in this movie are beyond on point. This movie is incredibly cinematic. The cinematography is amazing. The digital effects are amazing. Uh, the choreography, the fight choreography, excuse me, I'm burping, I just had some McDonald's and everything like that. Just this movie is on point. Like, this movie blows Force Awakens out of the water. And it's not like Force Awakens is a bad movie, but, man, the, just every, even the story and (coughs) just everything about this movie is on point. So my initial spoiler free thoughts are, damn, go see this movie, um, and expect, um, well, expect to be, uh, well, I'm not gonna say anything, I guess. I guess if I gave away anything more, even if I thought it was spoiler free, just, um, yeah, like I said, uh, the acting, just everybody involved is really, really good. Um, unfortunately, I don't know any of the actors' names. Uh, they're all uh, complete unknowns as far as I know. Uh, at least I've never seen any of them in anything else except um, the fellow playing Saul Guerrera. And, oh my God, I'm having a brain fart. What is his name? Denzel. Den- uh, it's Denzel Washington, right? No. Maybe. I can't... Oh, my God. I'm having a complete brain fart, and I don't have anybody here to remind me. Oh, I'm so embarrassed, actually. Um, But, yeah. uh, Pretty much everybody else in this movie is a complete unknown. Um, But uh, Bail Organa is back. That's not a spoiler. So we get to see him again for a little bit. Uh, Darth Vader, of course, is in this movie. That's not a spoiler. He was in this trailer. And uh, when I get to the spoiler section, I'm going to talk a little bit about Darth Vader. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn is in this movie. That's who I... That's the other person that I know is in the... Man, he was fantastic. His character in this movie. And here's one of the things I will say (coughs) that's also not spoiler-free. Except for Jin Erso and K2 and Cassian. I can't remember 
any other character's name. I don't know if that's on the movie or on me. They did say uh, a few of the characters' names more than... Uh, Bodie, I think, was the other one's name that I can remember. But, um... Yeah, a few of the characters' names I didn't catch, and I don't know if that's on the movie or on me. I hate to blame the movie, but I also feel like there were like two characters, they said their name once, and then maybe a second time, and that was all you heard of their name, and so it was kind of hard to keep track of who was who, at least for me, but uh, I have some problems with stuff like that from time to time. So this is going to end the spoiler-free portion of this podcast, and uh, I'm going to move on to talking about spoilers. Oh, Mads Mikkelsen was in it. What the fuck is wrong with me tonight? I'm so excited. Mads Mikkelsen in this movie. Also, very, very good. Uh, underutilized, I would say. Uh, well, not underutilized in terms of the story, just underutilized in terms of my own personal preference because I will always take more Mads Mikkelsen when I can get him. And he was definitely better used and better served in this film than he was in Doctor Strange, I'll say that much. So yeah, now I'm going to end the spoiler-free portion of the podcast and move on to spoilers because there's shit about this movie that I just got a spoil to talk about. Okay, <clears throat> so, uh, right off the bat, you heard the rumors, no crawl in this movie, which I was fine with. It goes a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, cuts right to the story, uh, plays kind of like a little prologue to the movie where we're introduced to a very young Jin Erso and uh, her father, uh, Galen, I believe, uh, played by Mads Mikkelsen, uh, <clears throat> and then uh, play out kind of what that story is. We're introduced to Ben Mendelsohn's character, and uh, then it cuts to uh, Rogue One. Uh, <clears throat> uh, doesn't even say a Star Wars story, just says Rogue One. Uh, no traditional Star Wars theme, no, um, you know, none of that. Uh, there are hints of that in the score in the movie, which I find interesting. Uh, kind of like a... Um, Oh, what's the word? Like uh, an homage to some of that stuff, but none of it really, um, like a hundred percent on with uh, that. So um, the score is really good, though. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm kind of looking in my rearview mirror now. Like I said, I'm on the way home from the movie, and I kind of just went by a car that was parked, and I'm not entirely sure if it was a cop. Uh, it doesn't look like it was. Okay. Whew, boy, I was uh, worried there for a moment. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, the score, really good. Uh, hints of traditional, you know, Star Wars notes in there, but not to the letter, except, of course, for the Imperial March uh, when Darth Vader is uh, on the screen. But uh, it wouldn't be a Darth Vader scene without... Um, and then it kind of gets into the story. It cuts to years later, and we're introduced to uh, Jin now as an adult. Uh, she's in prison. She. I don't want to go through the story beat by beat, I guess. I guess I just want to talk about some of my more... Uh, highlighted points but you know in the beginning we're obviously introduced to all the main players we're introduced to the story which is the empire is building the death star the rebellion kind of learns that they're building a super weapon they're not really sure what it is 
<clears throat> there's, uh, okay, uh, I'm trying to decide, well, I guess I'll talk about, uh, first of all, uh, Jenner, so, really liked her, nothing really surprising with her character, nothing really surprising with any characters, uh, there's a little bit of character depth in this movie, a little bit of character growth, but not like a ton, uh, her and Cassian kind of have, uh, Cassian is like the man, uh, the male, uh, lead hero, he kind of, um, you know, he's kind of a, uh, he's a rebel who, uh, well, he gets hired to kill Jin's father, not hired, but he's ordered to kill Jin's father, uh, because they find out that he is the one that is, um, like, crucial to building the Death Star, uh, Saul Guerrero, we find out, is, uh, kind of gone radical, he is, like, more extreme than the rest of the rebels, um, stuff like that, uh, a lot of political kind of overtones in this movie, or undertones, rather, uh, despite what you, uh, read, uh, some articles that came out saying, oh, Rogue One's not a political movie, it kind of is a political movie, not, like, overtly, and not, like, in your face, and not a lot, but there are some themes in there that, uh, <laughs> are kind of applicable, uh, to, you know, real-life political situations, which is kind of cool. Um, Alright, so some of the highlights for the movie for me uh, were definitely uh, K2, the robot. Uh, he was very, sar uh, well, very, I was going to say sarcastic, but that's not true. Uh, they say in the movie that he has no filter, just whatever comes to, they say whatever comes to his circuits instead of whatever comes to his mind, which was kind of funny, kind of lame. Uh, but he's just very out with it, says whatever he's uh, thinking, which uh, leads to some really funny moments, uh, but not out of place funny moments. Like, I think if this movie, uh, yeah, I feel like if this movie didn't have some kind of levity, it would be super dark. Like, uh, it just would. It would, this is a super dark movie without, uh, the little bits of levity offered by K2 and occasionally by other characters, but mostly by K2. Um, so K2, definitely a highlight for me. Uh, another highlight for me <laughs> was, okay, I want to talk about Darth Vader. He's not in the movie very much, but holy fuck, there's a scene right at the end, and I'm going to spoil it, guys, so if you've gotten past the spoiler wall, I'm going to give you one more warning. Three, two, one. There's a scene at the end of this movie where Darth Vader is the Darth Vader you have wanted to see all your life. He rips his way through a hallway of rebel soldiers, throwing them with the force, throwing them up against each other, up against walls, cutting them down with his lightsaber, just, just destroying motherfuckers, and it's awesome. And uh, he's actually earlier in the movie, too. Uh, you get to see him, uh, like, kind of out of his suit. They keep him in this, like, holding tank. And it looks like he's on that lava planet where he uh, was kind of created in uh, Revenge of the Sith. But I'm not entirely sure it's the same planet. They don't specify, but boy, it looks a lot like it. Uh, and he... I would say it's probably my least favorite vocal performance from James Earl Jones. There was It's not a bad performance, but there was something about it that was not like 
uh, the original three Darth Vader performances, and obviously James Earl Jones is older and anything, and, and everything, but I don't think it has so much to do with his age as just the way that, I, I don't know if it's like the, the, uh, the takes they went with or whatever, but something about the performance was just a little different. It wasn't bad. It was just like, oh, that's not quite Lord Vader the way I remember him, but it's still really good. Um, very imposing. Uh, he gets in a scene with Ben Mendelsohn's character and just puts him in his place. It's really great. Uh, one of the other things about this movie I definitely wanted to talk about was Grand Moff Tarkin is in this movie. Peter Cushing. And by the way, if you're not keeping track, Peter Cushing been dead a lot of years. Uh, they recreate him digitally and it's fucking weird. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, he looks pretty good. Like, this is a weird lane they're going down. And the, uh, the voice actor doing the Peter Cushing impression is actually really good. But it is really weird looking at this, because uh, he does still look um, mostly artificial as, you know, they're not, CG has come a long way, he looks a lot better than he would have even, uh, like, uh, a few years ago. But still, you know that's not Peter Cushing because it's 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 a whole uncanny valley thing. It's very very weird. They do the exact same thing later in the movie. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. With Carrie Fisher, there's one very brief scene of young Princess Leia where you're just like, this is very bizarre. Uh, it's that thing they did with Robert Downey Jr. and Kirk Douglas. Like Disney is into recreating individuals from years ago, apparently. Um, but, you know, uh, overall, uh, <clears throat> Grand Moff Tarkin definitely had a place in this movie, and I'm definitely glad they, they did it, and they made that tie to A New Hope, and it, it, it's weird, like, it, that's all I'm gonna say, like, it, it didn't put me off the movie, it's still a little weird. Like, I settled into it pretty quickly, but the initial experience of going, oh, shit, that's just a digital Peter Cushing, is a little jarring for a good uh, 35, 45 seconds, something like that. I'm gonna move on from that. Uh, the fight scenes and everything, this is a war movie, 100%. Like, 100%. The, the battle scenes in this movie are the best that have ever been in a Star Wars movie. They're, they're just fantastic. That scene you see on the beach in the trailers, uh, on like the, you know, with the AT, uh, the AT-AT walkers and everything like that, is just uh, Ooh, boy, that is a fantastic, wonderful action piece. Uh, there's at the same time going on in that same um, like time frame, interspersed with the uh, battle on the beach. There's a space battle with Y wings and U wings and X wings and Tie fighters. And there's versions of Tie fighters in this film you've never seen in any other film before. And there's star destroyers. There's like one scene of a star destroyer in an atmosphere hovering over a city. It looks great. This movie is just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I actually don't think I got a perfect screening of this movie, uh, which is something that's I don't think ever happened to me before, but I think this movie was playing darker than it should have. Uh, <clears throat> because 
in the dark scenes were very hard to make out and the light scenes still seemed like uh, dark like I think I got not a perfect screening of this movie and it was still beautiful this is the most beautiful Star Wars film the cinematography is great the landscapes are great the digital uh, the digital effects in this movie are seamless. Like, I'm sure half the landscape was digital, and you can't tell. That's how good it is. Um, one thing I will say, uh, and again, guys, we're over the spoiler wall. I'm going to say it. Uh, in A New Hope, when they say many Bothan spies died to get these plans, I was surprised, but also not surprised that none of the main characters made it out of this film alive. None. I thought maybe, maybe Jin Erso would make it out of this movie alive, and not even Jin made it out alive? Holy crap! They went... I mean, I knew it was a war movie. I knew that many Bothan spies had died to get these plans. I did not realize you would take uh, five or six main characters, the people that have been your main characters this entire film, and not let any of them make it out of the film. That was really, like I said, a surprise. Like, I thought one character maybe would make it out of this film alive. Nobody did, but they all died heroes. They all died great deaths. Um... The blind guy, the one that you see in the trailers uh, and that you've heard about, he's blind and he believes in the Force, but he's not a Jedi. He's fucking fantastic. Like, I just, I couldn't get enough of that guy anytime he was there um, doing battle. Uh, just, wow. I, um, man, I'm trying to think of what else I can say about this movie. I'm sucking this movie's dick a lot. And I already talked about one of my major flaws with the film, which wasn't even that major of a flaw, the, uh, digital Peter Cushing and the digital Carrie Fisher. Um, guys, this film is, like, perfect. It, uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, I can't think of the... I'm trying really hard not to be like overexcited, but I'm trying to think of another film I've seen that's this close to flawless. And I, there are they exist. Um, like The Dark Knight, I think, is a near perfect film. Um, you know, other like. I'm trying to think of other genre pictures, but like if you want to go even outside of genre pictures, like The Godfather is a near perfect movie. Like this is up there as being a near perfect movie. Like I said at the top, um, everything's just on point. Gareth Edwards, um, like I liked his Godzilla movie. It was fine, but it was deeply flawed. He did astounding things with this movie. Like, I want to see Gareth Edwards do more stuff now. Maybe, I mean, I know he's not doing the next Godzilla movie, but man, get this guy more stuff kind of like Rogue One to do, because he can do it. Like, get him a... Like, if you're not going to get him another Star Wars movie, get him a Marvel movie, get him a DC movie, get him a war movie, get it... Oh, by the way, 
Uh, the trailer for Dunkirk, the new Christopher Nolan movie, played in front of Rogue One. Number one, very appropriate, very similar tone. Number two, oh man, I can't wait to see that movie because you want to talk about beautiful looking film. That is beautiful looking film. Like, I obviously watched it on my computer and on my phone, but up there on the big screen, holy crap, Dunkirk is going to be great, you guys, and it's going to look great. So, uh, Dunkirk also saw, you know, the amazing, uh, not the amazing Spider-Man, saw the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, saw the Mummy trailer, boo fucking earns, that movie looks like hot garbage. Uh, the other movie, what was the other trailer they played that looked like really hot garbage? Not the Mummy, but, um, what do we get, Dunkirk, we got the Mummy... Got Spider-Man Homecoming. Got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Just as good. Um, Man, I'll talk more about that some other time. Uh, I think I've talked about it a little bit. Well, yeah, I talked about it on the last episode with Dave and stuff. Funny fucking shit, that Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Um... I feel like I got one more, but I can't remember. If I'm not remembering what it is, it was uh, probably not worth seeing. So, yeah. Maybe maybe it was just Dunkirk, The Mummy, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Spider-Man Homecoming. Anyway, that's not important. Guys, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm almost home. Uh, I've got to reach over and turn off the heat in my car. I started off freezing. Now I'm sweating to death. Uh, I just wanted to get this recorded. Suck Rogue One's dick a little bit. Uh, tell you guys how great it was talk a little bit about it and uh, hope you get out and see it uh, before you hear this and uh, then uh, I'll talk more about it when I have more people to talk to about it because I'm talking in circles because I'm just talking to myself and so that doesn't help at all anyway uh, I want to go ahead and just throw out a quick thank you to producer Jeff and to producer Matthew J. Bates the second. That's uh, producer Jeff Harris and producer Matthew J. Bates the second. Those guys rock. Anyway, I uh, got another episode that's going to be coming out at the uh, regularly scheduled time on Tuesday. Got some good guests lined up for that show because Justin is still struggling his way through his LA experience. Uh, it, seriously, if, uh, if you are listening to this and you know of some like uh, really steady work for Justin, he's got two like part-time gigs going on right now but could use like a really steady gig. Or even more importantly, know of good housing for Justin, hit him up on Twitter at jpalmergranite. That's J-P-O-M-E-R-G-R- A-N-I-T-E, J-Pom-Er-Granite like the rock, not pomegranate like the uh, fruit. Anyway, I am out of here.